Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. Hey there, and welcome to Industrial Talk. Thank you very much for joining the number one industry podcast in the universe that's backed up by data. Don't even begin to debate that. Backed up by data, and we celebrate here on this platform industry professionals all around the world. You are bold, brave, and you dare greatly. You collaborate. You solve problems. You're making the world a better place. Take that to the bank. Don't even debate that. That's what you do, and that's why we celebrate you on this Industrial Talk platform. All right. In the hot seat, we have a gentleman by the name of Prasad. He is with a company called Savient. We are talking about MLOps. Just, just recognize machine learning, operations, and how do you leverage that? Prasad has the answers. Savient Consulting, big time. Let's get cracking. Okay, so here's the deal. I've had a number of people say, Scott, how do you market? How do you gain traction? How do you get, uh, get attention? How do you do all of that? And uh, so, with that said, uh, I'm putting out a series, a series that is specifically around industrial marketing, industrial sales. Um, I believe all of this innovation and all of this technology, absolutely wonderful. We just have to sell it. We have to market it. We have to tell the story. So I'm going to have this series that's out there, and it's going to be taking you through everything that I do, and then some, on how I market, how I leverage this platform, and how um, get that message out. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, just got off the the Zoom. I was going to say phone, but that wouldn't be the right uh, statement. Just got off the Zoom, and IoT Solutions World Congress is a go for next year, 2024. It's going to be bigger, better than ever before. You are in, If let's just say, if you're in the industrial IoT world, if you're into cybersecurity, if you're into any of the you know digital solutions, this is the event for you. It's in Barcelona. Uh, I'll have all the information out there, but I highly, and I mean highly recommend that you attend. And it's next year in May. Yeah, May. And uh, you have plenty of time to plan, but I'm telling you, it is the event to attend. And, of course, it's in Barcelona, and that ain't too shabby as well. We have on-demand webcasts. Go out to Industrial Talk to find out more. But we have one on aligning your PF curve with your supply chain strategy. That's important. We're uh, producing one that is specific to the digitalization of Utilities, what does that mean? How does that benefit uh, the end user? That's going to be debated and that's going to be talked about out there. We're going to also have one that is specific and wrapped around utilities again. That uh, how do you manage all the data coming in? What are the solutions? Why is it important? That we- uh, webcast is going to be something of uh, you got to attend that one. That's, that's a good one. And then finally, AR, VR. 
all of the stuff that's happening from an industrial perspective as we start talking about augmented reality. That, to me, is a cool topic. So those are the four that we have planned. Uh, they will be out on Industrial Talk. And, of course, on demand. I'm not going to go down the road of saying, hey, we're going to have a webinar at this time. And I say, No, you're busy. You have important things to do. But if you're at home and you're saying, boy, would I like to learn more about uh, uh, data and the utilities and, and hear from experts, that's, that's your time. That's why that is important. All right, let's get on with the conversation. I really enjoyed this, this chat. And the chat really sort of dives deep, as deep as one can go in a, in a podcast, about machine learning, the differences between MLOps and all of the other elements associated with machine learning and why that is important for your business. And really, small, mid, large, wheat, this this world is happening. The ball, the, you know, this we're moving forward. I highly recommend uh, when you're listening to this, take notes, stop it, take some more notes, reach out to those wonderful people at Saviant. Big time. So let's get cracking. Here is Prasad. Prasad, welcome to Industrial Talk. Thank you very much for joining and finding time in your busy schedule. And I know it's in India and it's late. And I thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. How are you doing today? tonight yes i'm <laughs> yeah i'm doing great thanks first of all scott for having me here yeah. for this discussion i'm sure i'm going to enjoy it you are i i guarantee you you're going to enjoy it i, I lay yes. that i lay that out for you anyway all right for the listeners out there let's get cracking with the conversation give us a little background on who you are and why you're such an incredible professional and then we're going to start talking a little bit about ml ops and what that looks like ML meaning machine learning, and then what does that look like? He's given us some really some insights into some use cases of how that applies. I like that. Puts a little meat on the bones. So give us a little background on who you are. Yes. Uh, myself, Prasad Naik. I have about 29 years of experience in IT industry. Whoa, ho, ho, the- ho, 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 ho. I saw that out there, and I'm thinking to myself, what, did you get started when you were three? Life has been good to you. <laughs> Yes, I enjoyed uh, this profession quite a lot. Um, I started my career as a programmer and over the year, I got opportunity to work with different clients, different industries. And uh, for past few years, I have been designing architectures for solving customer problems. And uh, education-wise, I have done master's in technology with uh, specialization in data analytics uh, in software systems. So here's a here's a side note. So data analytics, just FYI, I love it. I, I could I could sit there and immerse myself into data and you know slicing it, dice it, and trying to make it communicate to me on on what it needs to be and what's it trying to say, that type of thing. But there's a point where back away, Scott. We got it. We're we're there. We're we're you know all. all it, do you find yourself hard? Is it just hard to pull away? being in the world of data analytics sometime? Yes, sometimes it becomes difficult to pull away, as you rightly said. It's quite interesting to get insights from the data, and there are various ways to do that. So various ways and various techniques, tools are also available these days. So it's quite intriguing, uh, analyzing the data and uh, taking insights from it. 
Yeah, you're running through the office with a piece of paper going, check this out. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> this is fantastic. It's what it's telling me. All right. Let's talk a little bit about MLOps. First off, what, yeah. what do you mean by that? What is that? Yeah, MLOps stands for machine learning operations. But uh, before going into MLOps, yeah. uh, let's talk about what is machine learning, basically. So you're on it, baby. Yeah, I like that even better. Let's go. Forget about that. Ops yeah. Machine learning is a branch of artificial intelligence that uh, basically helps computer systems to learn new things and improve themselves using the past experiences. So in other words, uh, we have historical data available with us. So we apply some mathematical techniques and algorithms to train the computers to forecast or predict future events using the historical data. So that is machine learning. So typically machine learning uh, life cycle involves several steps. So first step is data collection. Uh, second step is data preparation. So when we collect the data, it may not be in clean format. It may be missing data. It may be invalid data or there might be outliers in the data. So data preparation step helps us in cleaning that data and making ready for further processing. Next step is future engineering, where we try to analyze the different elements of the data and identify which one are useful for our model. Mm -hmm. So once features are defined, designed, we go to the next step of modeling. So where we identify different algorithms and pick up the most suitable algorithms to solve the problem at our hand. And uh, then we go to the step of modeling. Uh, once model is ready, we need to test it. We need to validate it. Once we have desired accuracy, once we have good results from the model, then we can take it to the deployment stage. So all these steps, Planning. Yeah. Did you say planning? Sure. Okay. I'm, I'm writing this down. If you're out on the video, you can see that my head's down because this is gold. I want to know. Got it. Yeah. So uh, all these steps are typically done manually. Uh, ML Ops helps us uh, do these steps in an automatic fashion to improve the accuracy of the process and get quality results out of it. All right. So there are se several me... techniques. Let me Sorry, let me uh, let me just sort of recap what you said. These are seven steps. All right, listeners, make sure if you went through it too quickly, here it is. You're going to be collecting. That's number one. Two, you're going to be preparing. You got to clean the data, whether you like it or not. It's got to be clean because you don't want to start putting bad data into your your uh, your modeling. Future yeah. engineering. So all of that good stuff that happens. And then uh, we've got our modeling, four. We've got our testing, five. We've got our validation, six. And then we go into seven, planning. Did I do it? The last one is deployment. So once deployment. the model is ready, yes, we need yeah. to put it into actual usage. Yeah, okay, well, let's see. Don't listen to me, even though I'm a, I'm a smarter person because of you. All right. Yeah. And Deploy. one important point mm -hmm. I would like to mention here is even mm -hmm. though uh, these steps look like sequential steps, uh, ML project is often experimental in nature. Like uh, once we define a model, we may not get the results that we want. So we right. may have to repeat the process of uh, 
identifying different set of algorithms, modeling again, testing and validation. So this process may be repeated multiple times. So it's a repetitive and experimental in nature by design. So when you say it's 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 pretty much iterative. You're saying okay, we're yes. we're going to take we're going to take this road and we're going to just sort of see how that sort of track. You try to do it right the first time or you try to get as much traction as you possibly can in your efforts in these steps, but sometimes you're going to say, "Hey, let's adjust it." But but with each subsequent uh effort, is, is it do you find the time is compressed a little bit more? Like like it's not as long as you've, you've laid the foundation it Am I looking at that right? Uh, once the foundation is there, uh, yes, uh, some time may be reduced. But again, it depends on the problem. Because if you choose now a different set of complex algorithms, you may have to prepare data differently. So there are a lot of factors that uh, drive how much time it will take uh, in the next iteration. I'm all in. I, I get it. So uh, note to self, seven is deploy, six is planning. And then, of course, five testing and validation is step five. That's make a note of that. We're going to have it out all in industrial talk, so fear not. All right. So, with all that said, you're going through this. You're you're working with me. We're having this back and forth conversation on what I am, what my expectations are. Take us through sort of a. a an example of that, like a use case, like so that that let's put sure. a little, let's make it a little real here. Sure. So I would like to take an example of a recent uh, MLOps implementation that we did for a global furnace manufacturing company. Yep. So they manufacture industrial furnaces, and these are huge furnaces that are used for uh, melting metals, and. Uh, these furnaces use a lining inside it to uh, give protection to the operators who are operating uh, the furnace. So this lining gets damaged over time and as it is used, so it needs regular inspection uh, to avoid any accidents or any damage to the furnace or to humans uh, operating around the furnace. So we ought uh, we implemented a, a machine learning based solution for them that collected the data from different sensors attached to the furnaces and built machine learning models to predict remaining useful life of the lining. So basically we were able to get uh, pretty accurate results in predicting the remaining useful life and uh, that helped uh, the manual inspection process was there. It was not a replacement for the manual process, but it was a aid uh, to the manual process to ensure that lining gets replaced in time without any damage to property or human life. Yeah, that's probably a pretty good thing. Uh, you've got a you've got an asset that's under tremendous stress. You know that yes. that whole furnace that that that's that's serious stuff, right? Um, yes. So let me let me sort of talk to you back at what you said. Okay, so for this this company, the company came to you and said, "Hey, we have this problem. The problem is is that our our furnaces we don't have good insights into the furnace, and we want to be able to have greater visibility into that environment and and the components of the furnace to apply proper maintenance and repair." 
Got it. Yes. How do we do that? And and so what you do is you you install these devices. Now these devices are they in that environment or how do they? I mean that, that's pretty serious. These devices are serious. How do you how do you collect that data in that environment? Yeah, there are multiple sensors that are in, uh, installed inside of the furnaces. So some examples of the data collected is temperature. Uh, mm -hmm. the current that is flowing, then the leakage to the ground. So there are several parameters. There were about 80 to 90 parameters that uh, were getting collected from the furnace. Wow. And uh, we had to churn out these different parameters to find out which were most appropriate for our modeling purpose. And, and then from there, you're saying, okay, we can collect the data. We've got the data. We're growing 80 to 90 points of data collection good got it then you run it through you're you're you run it through those seven steps and then but it's it's important that you collect that data then applying some sort of a, a machine learning and does that ml solution continue to just learn more and more and get provide greater value is that what we're talking about exactly so that is the main point here that Creating a model one time is not good enough. There are several reasons why we need to train our model again and again. So there might be new data that gets added. There might be change in the operating environment. That is uh, one reason for changing of data. Or uh, the data that was used for testing and validation of the model could be different from the actual production environment. So because of these several reasons, we may have to remodel uh, again. Uh, so another case is uh, we did the model building for one particular client. So uh, the location and the operating conditions were specific to that client. Now, same thing if we do for furnace at other location or other client, then operating conditions could be different. So the first model that we develop may not be valid for this client. So again, we have to go through uh, similar steps. So that is again iterative and repetitive process and that is where importance of ml ops comes into picture that brings up a really interesting point that that uh, i want to sort of probe a little bit you have to there's a there's so many other parameters that can apply to a certain set of data and one is geographic location uh it could be material related, you know, how you're melting different yes. material, whatever it might be. Um, and, and all of that has requirements, parameters that have to be modeled. Yes. Can you take that scenario? Let's say, let's just use the, the, the global furnace. Well, they have, they have furnaces everywhere. And to be able to pull yes. that data, pull it, and then draw some sort of overview look at all of the furnaces together and draw some additional clarifications on what's taking place? Yes, it is possible to use all the data collected from different sites and different furnaces to build a kind of global model. So uh, depending on how similar the furnaces and their operating conditions and the geographical, uh, geographical conditions are, such a global model may give good results, but it it is very subjective to the operating conditions, the environments, what kind of usage is there. 
So depending yeah. on that, we may have to create separate models or a global model may work. So that is why it is experimental in nature. We can't say that yeah. I build a model today and it will work for all the scenarios. No, it's not like that. We have to keep experimenting and validating the results. Yeah, yeah that, that, that makes sense. And I know there's been a, a number of conversations too. Is there a possibility of running simulations like operational simulations? You've got, you've got your... ML ops and what's happening is it is it a do you have the ability to run some simulations and saying what if we did this what if we did this and do some what ifs once you have that information available yes that is part of the modeling step modeling and test validation step we try different parameters different features we try different algorithms uh, to uh, generate the models and the results and we have to test and validate those results to find out which model is giving us the best results and then use that model going forward into the production environment. Yeah, and and with that said, so you're able to run those simulations, optimize the, the results, optimize the conclusions, optimize the insights, whatever you want to do it. But then that also begs the question that things change. Assets begin to sort of underperform possibly just because – and so. Yes. You, you're you're constantly sort of adjusting. Is that not a part of that too as well? Yes, that's true. So we have to keep on validating yeah. the model that is deployed in the environment. And if we see that accuracy and uh, uh, the results are not uh, within the defined range or within the desired range, we may have to go back to the modeling step again. We have to collect the data again, do the modeling step again and redeploy once we get the desired results. So let's let's talk a bit about okay we've got it we're collecting data we're doing our thing we're 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 dealing with the operations why is it for me as a customer as a furnace manufacturer why is that important to me what 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 benefits do I receive as a result of that is there some is there some real tangible financial benefits uh, of course there's safety benefits and that that's a foregone conclusion explain to us a little bit about why. That's important to me. Yeah, furnaces, if you take the uh, same example, furnaces are expensive piece of equipment. So if we are able to do the maintenance in time, we may we would be able to prevent the damage to the furnaces. So that will avoid any financial losses. If I take another example, uh, let's say an energy producer using wind turbines, mm -hmm. for them, there are several applications of machine learning. One is being able to forecast how much energy a particular wind turbine is going to produce on a particular day. Now that also depends on several parameters like the environmental conditions on that day, the operating conditions uh, of the turbine. So again, machine learning model comes into picture. So for them, uh, the ability to forecast energy is very important because they are supplying to the grid. So a lot of things depend on how much energy they are able to produce on a particular day or even a particular hour. Second uh, application is uh, same, uh, similar to the furnace uh, use case that we discussed. That is being able to predict the maintenance requirement for the turbine. So a wind turbine has several assemblies or several components. So if we are able to predict the failures of those components or remaining useful life of those components, it will help uh, doing the maintenance on time. And typically these turbines are located at remote areas 
so uh, man- maintaining them is difficult so if we know in advance what is likely to fail then we may take precaution to uh, replace those components or uh, repair those components and avoid unnecessary repeat visits to the site so that is another financial benefit yeah it's it's all bottom line stuff it it makes sense that it's it's operational uptime it's the ability to be able to uh take that asset down at at the right time when let's say in the case of the wind uh, turbines it's like okay forecast we're not doing it doesn't look like we're going to have uh useful wind today so let's let's run a uh you know a replacement of something but that only comes through the ability to be able to know exactly the health of that asset that's how i look yes. at it and it's bottom yes. line and it, and you want to keep those things spinning when they need to be spinning and you know doing what you need to do when they're not so one last uh, use case. I know that we talked about the water utilities. Give us a use case around that one. Yeah. So for this water utility, they have smart meters installed in many um, geographical locations. So these meters keep providing data about the water consumption um, for a particular customer. So it could be domestic customer or, uh, or commercial customer. So these meters keep on sending the data, which gets analyzed using machine learning model to identify the patterns in the usage of water. So uh, one important use case was to be able to identify the leakages that are happening. Ah. Or uh, probably usage of water for washing machines or for washing hands so different parameter different patterns were identified using machine learning yeah. models and that provided a good insight into the patterns geography wise and the utility company was then able to optimize the usage of the water by providing this information to their end customers see it, that's so important even going forward i i just think in general that that we need to be as an industry, as being part of this industry, is that we need to be committed to um, pulling that information and getting that insights to make real great tactical and strategic decisions. But that's not the case. What are some of the sort of the roadblocks? I'm having this conversation. I think it's great. I think it's all doable. And it's only going to get better, right? It's only going to get more um, nimble. Give us a reason why people are sort of not into it what what's you know what's the pushback yeah one thing is uh, people are concerned that this uh, is this only a hype does machine learning uh, adoption give yeah. us real benefits uh, that is one thing second aspect is the necessary skill set and know how to implement the machine learning uh, algorithms and modeling part uh, third is the effort that is involved and patience that is required, particularly for implementation of machine learning uh, applications and projects. It's not like a typical application where once you have defined requirements, you just code and test that application and you are done. In machine learning, I am repeating this, but experimentation is an important aspect. So you need to have patience to get the uh, results uh, that you desire. So. That is that yeah, be here here's the reality. It's happening, whether you like it or not. And and I look yes. at it this way. You, you just accept it. Find the team, like Savian, find the team to help you with that journey. Yes. And uh 
you'll be okay. It, it, yes. It'll help you. All right. We have to wrap it up. How do people get a hold of you? They're saying, man, Prasad, he, he's he's the man. I want to talk to him. How do I get a hold of you? Yeah, you can reach out to me on my mail address. It's prasad.mike at savianconsulting.com. Good. Well, that's pretty easy. Are you pretty active out there on LinkedIn? Yes, I am active on LinkedIn. There you go. I'm going to have that contact information too as well. I'm going to have his... I'm going to have his email as well as his LinkedIn profile, which is probably, st- you know, just jacked full of insights and wisdom. But anyway, it's all going to be out on Industrial Talk. You were absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you, Scott. It was nice talking to you. Thanks it's, a lot. It's always good, man. I always like it. All right, listeners, we're going to wrap it up on the other side. You know that. So we're going to have all the contact information for our friend uh, Prasad as well as Saviant out on Industrial Talk. So stay tuned. We will be right back you're listening to the industrial talk podcast network another another great conversation delivered with passion and enthusiasm prasad savient consulting it's happening you need sherpas you need people to help you on this journey and you need to find those individuals to make that happen. Team Sabian Prasad definitely fall into that category of delivering incredible value, insights, and uh, solutions big time. All right, again, we have events. Go out to industrialtalk.com. Events that are conference-related, events that are webcast-related, and, of course, we have all of the podcasts from just delivered by experts in their industry out there. And then, of course, finally, we're talking about all of the marketing stuff that we're going to be producing out there so that that you can be successful. Hear from me. I'll be the expert as much as I possibly can. But anyway, be bold, be brave, dare greatly. Hang out with Prasad, and you're going to change the world. We're going to have another great conversation shortly.